Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. Hello, everybody. This is episode 30 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Jason A. Meiske, and you know I'm just uh, happy to be here. Happy to have episode 30 for your pleasure today, for your listening ears. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm having a good week. I, I hope you are too. I hope everything in your, your writing life, your reading life, I hope it's all good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Fall is on the way. Uh, it's nice to see weather in the forecast below 90. And we've actually had some weather here lately that's been in the 70s and a little rainy and dreary, which I don't know about you, but I, I like that. I think that's always, you know, that's a sign of fall, and I really like the fall. I like when the, the leaves start to turn and, you know, that cooler weather, it, it just calls to me. Plus, that means <laughs> that means in the stores, my little uh, Mellow Cream Pumpkins are in the store, and I've got some with me right now. I'm going to go ahead and have one, so you have to pardon me. Man, I love these things. Do you have a favorite candy? Is there a candy that's sitting on your desk? Yeah, shoot me a message over on our Twitter page or Facebook. Let me know. <coughs> I'm eating too too fast. <laughs> Let me know what your favorite candy is. What what candy do you have to have on your desk, whether that's at work or if you're a writer, you know, if it's sitting in your drawer on your desk. Um, yeah, lately it's uh, had a really good time. Had another uh, there was another uh, book signing came up at Reader's World here in Warrensburg over the weekend. Got to go see our our very first ever author, Stan C. Smith. He had a book signing with book three in his Bridger series. So I got to go meet him and pick up a copy. Uh, you know, and the fun thing is, is Stan and I got to have a little talk for a while. And we got to talk about, we were talking about other podcasts and uh, just writing in general and inspiration. And, you know, I, and I, it got me thinking that I, I really hope that, that this show is, is an inspiration for you. If, if you are a writer and you've been struggling for a while, and you're trying to get, you know, you're trying to get that first book done. You know, I, I just want to take a minute and inspire you. You know, I, I was right there with you. There's every every writer who has ever written a novel has been there. We've all had that first book, and it felt like it was going to take forever. And I just want to inspire you to, you know, stick to it, get it done. And when you're done, reach out to me. Let me know. I will be more than happy to have you on this show. You can read a sample chapter and hopefully find some some listeners and some readers that are outside your world, outside your average reach, you know. Um, so somebody on the other side of the world hopefully will hear that and pick up your book and say, you know what, I'm glad I heard this because I like this book. See, so yeah, I reach out to us. We're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com sample chapter podcast. You can follow us on Twitter now at uh, sample chapter. I believe that's the, what it's called. <laughs> I'm still, I still am no good at uh, at Twitter and trying to figure this thing. Out. But if you look for Sample Chapter Podcast on Twitter, you're going to find us. You can follow us there. But uh, yeah, shoot us a message. Let us know that you're there. Uh, you can also send us an email at samplechapterpodcast at gmail dot com. Reach out to me. Let me know who you are and that you, or maybe you know somebody that uh, you think would be good. You know, hey, and I'm. The the really neat thing about Twitter, and I will say this, the neat thing about Twitter that I have found is I've got a lot of uh, publishers that have been following us. So hey, any publishers, if you've got uh, if you got some some authors that are looking for a way to uh, market themselves to get on a podcast, reach out to me. Let me know. 
and uh, be happy to work with you. Happy to get somebody on here and give them a chance at uh, reading a sample chapter. Well, hey, I, I should. Uh, I wanted to make sure and take a minute and share another upcoming event. Uh, we have the And I Thought Ladies, Winona and Jade, who were on, let's see here, that was back episode 20, wow, 10 weeks ago. Uh, I guess 11, technically, because I had a week off in between. But yeah, back on episode 20, Jade D and Wilnona Marie, we talked about it at the time, and uh, now it's coming up. The Thoughtful Book Festival on August 31st is coming real, real soon. It is a virtual book festival. Just just look that up on Google. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. You know, It's a whole virtual event. You can just sign in there. There's going to be things going on all day. Author readings, author workshops, spoken word, cooking demos, TV talent, meet and greet, fashion advice. <laughs> you know, all kinds of fantastic stuff that's going to be going on. So make sure you check it out. You need to uh, get signed up so that way you can, um, you know, you don't miss out on anything. And, and like I said, it goes on all day. They've got all kinds of things happening. So check it out, reserve your spot, and then tune in on August 31st for the Thoughtful Book Festival. It's going to be fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to it myself. I want to make sure and thank YouStoreAll as our sponsor. YouStoreAll is the absolute premier place for self-storage in the Warrensburg area. They have the only, it is the only place with climate control. They are the most secure place anywhere around. The entire place is fully fenced in. It's gated access. You get your own private gate code. There's, it's well lit all night long, just like a ball field. Like if you went to a game at night, you know, it's well lit like that. More than 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day. And these are IP cameras, so they can pull them up on their phones at any point of the day, 24 hours. Anyway, but check them out, ustoral.net. That is the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. I also want to thank Podcast Garden as our host site for our show and many, many others just like us. If you're looking for any other shows in a variety of subjects, check out podcastgarden.com and uh, just go through the list of other shows. You can also start, a, if you're interested in podcasting and you want to try it out, that first month is free to try out. So check it out, podcastgarden.com. Hey, uh, today's guest, I had the I had an absolute wonderful time talking to the lovely Jen Gentry. She's the best-selling Christian fiction and nonfiction author from Oklahoma. She was a real inspiration to talk to, as you as you're going to hear. Uh, she has she's legally blind, but she still finds you know a way to write. She finds makes it happen, you know, and it's she gives all the glory up to God. It's a wonderful. An absolutely wonderful conversation that we have, and the books that she's writing are—they're really, really cool. Um, she's blending bits of Christianity into a fantasy story, and I think it sounds amazing. I can't wait for you to hear the interview. That's coming up right after a special message. So we'll be right with you with Jen Gentry after this. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a minute and share with you a very special event coming to Kansas City September 6th and 7th. It's called the Show Me Your Books KC Convention. With a mix of 60, yes, I said 60, traditionally published and any authors in attendance, you don't want to miss this amazing two-day event. Can't go to both days? That's all right, because you're going to get in for free on Saturday from noon to three 
to meet and greet the authors. You can pick up their books, get your picture with them. But keep in mind, if you only do that, you're going to miss out on the VIP experience. Get your special VIP tickets online at the showmeyourbookskc.com website, and you'll be part of the Friday kickoff with dessert and drinks and a beer and barbecue later. Also, you'll get to have breakfast with the authors Saturday morning, followed by a one-hour VIPs-only time slot with the authors. Later Saturday night, there's a 1920s-themed farewell ball. You don't want to miss out on that. Best part about the whole thing, you know, books aside, authors aside, best part is that Show Me Your Books KC has partnered with the Dream Factory and created a raffle that runs throughout the event. All proceeds go towards helping Dream Factory that makes dreams come true for terminally and chronically ill children. Go to showmeyourbookskc.com for more information or follow the links in the show notes. Now back to your show. It is another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today, I am here with best-selling Christian fiction and nonfiction writer Jen Gentry. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm really happy that you could be here with us today. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Jen Gentry. I am a native Oklahoman. I, uh, I've been writing um, Christian fiction for about 10 years now. I know, always knew that I wanted to be a writer. And um, I tried secular genres and, you know, storytelling. And then I started reading books by Frank Peretti. And to all Christian fantasy writers, Frank Peretti is like the pinnacle. He's like the one. And so we all aspire to be like him and Ted Decker. And, um, but his books just really changed my life. And when I read him, I knew exactly what I wanted to write. I mean, there was never any doubt in my mind that was the book that I wanted to write. And so, um, had some pretty traumatic events happen in my life and, um, found that I was off work for a time and I was able to write. And I wrote my first novel in two weeks. And, um, had it edited and updated and went through the whole process of learning how to self publish and ha- actually had a vanity publisher publish it. Lost mega bucks doing that. <laughs> I don't recommend vanity. But that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, but finally got the hang of self publishing, you know, taught myself, met some wonderful, wonderful authors who took me under their wing and showed me the ropes and taught me what to do. And um, then after I started learning how to do that, my book just took off. My one little book, it just kind of just took off and had wings and people loved it. And I'm still astonished to this day that people read my books. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, you know, I have fans, people who email me and talk to me and I just, I, I'm still very humbled and grateful, and I am so thankful for even just one book sale, even just one book sale. It just, it just makes me just so happy and full of joy that one person is reading my book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of day. People like that book. I wrote a couple more in the series. I kind of got away, like we were talking about, wrote some Amish mysteries, and now I'm back to writing what I love to write 
from the beginning, which is Christian fantasy. And I have this new series coming out. I have three books coming out. Page is coming out. Um, the Fleegion of the Chosen Page is the first book in the series. And that's coming out this week. Next month is Legion of the Chosen Kimberly. And the month after that is Legion of the Chosen Nicole. Now, those are all my granddaughter's names. Oh, um, very nice. Emily Page and Kimberly Nicole. So that's where those names come from. <laughs> that's nice. I did the same thing. I've got, uh, uh, I had an additional chapter I had to write later um, that my wife insisted. She goes, oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't have a very um, happy ending in my book. And my wife insisted before I put it out that I added one more chapter with something that was a little more uplifting and, there's a character in there with the, the same name as, as our granddaughter, our firstborn granddaughter. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. I was like, is this better? And she goes, okay, yes, that's better. So, <laughs> Well, I think, you know, as a reader myself, and I mean, in all my life I was an avid reader, um, I think that you read to escape. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're reading fiction, you're reading to escape, and you're, you're looking for that happy feeling that happiness and a lot of people I know that there are people out there that love drama and that love the drama and they and they feed on that and 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 like I'll tell you the most depressing movie I ever watched was um Jasmine Blue Blue Jasmine that was the name of that movie and that was a book okay but I that that movie just depressed me it was about depressed and bipolar (laughs) and she ended depressed and even more bipolar and I was like <laughs> I don't want to stay there. I wanted, I wanted to come out of it. I wanted to be happy. Yeah. So, and I know there are people that like that, but I'm not one of those people. I, when I write, I want there to be a good ending that everybody's happy and all my loose ends are covered and, yeah. and there's no question. But always in a series, there has to be a little bit of a question because you're going into a new book. There are stories where characters do not grow at all. They're always the same person, whether it's James Bond or, you know, so many others. But when you're looking for a fantastic story, that character needs to grow. Like, like in your characters, or tell us about uh, your first series or the, uh, the, the gift series. The gift series, the gift of light. The gift of light series revolves around one young woman and the story, the first book starts out with her as a young girl of 13. And she, um, her mother left when she was a baby, and her father raised her, and he passed away. And she goes to live with her aunt, who is a housekeeper in a very wealthy part of New York, um, the Hampton. And she um, she finds that her, her aunt is a deaf mute, and she learns from that her aunt can see angels and demons. Mm. And she finds out as she grows that she also can see angels and demons. And it ends with her grown and it ends with her going into a battle with a senator. And it's it becomes a huge spiritual battle and she really takes him down. And in the end, in the end, Christ is actually the one who takes him down, but she brings Christ to him. And it's a real battle. It's an epic, epic spiritual battle between angels and demons. And I think that's my favorite part of that book is the end where, where there's all this 
this uh, sword fighting and, and just fighting, going all around and all around. And here's this girl rocking in to face this senator. And I mean, and it's the end of him. But anyway, I, I won't give any spoilers. But yeah, it's I enjoyed writing that book. And, and it really was written during a very difficult time in my life. I'm glad that I was able to do it. But that book is, like I said, it's the one that I knew I always wanted to write. Now, did you find it challenging at all to, to bring in fantasy elements and tropes into a, a Christian story? Not at all. <laughs> I See, that's how my mind has always worked. You know, when, when you're going to Sunday school, and, and my parents weren't big churchgoers, and we didn't, go to, we didn't go to church a lot, but I did go to Sunday school. And... Um, when you go to Sunday school and you're learning about like the prophets, like Elijah and Elisha, mm-hmm. I have always, all my entire life, I knew, just knew that Gandalf from Lord of the Rings was Elijah. I just knew that. And I didn't know until later in life that J.R. Tolkien actually did base a lot of his characters off of biblical characters. But in my mind, Elijah and Elisha have always been wizard one and with and that's how I saw the Bible. I mean, that's how I always, always saw it in that kind of a magical fantasy sense. And I know that a lot of Christians, they may not understand that, but if they, if they actually read the stories and they read how, you know, Elijah brought fire down from the heavens, that to me is magical. It's God, but it's still you know, it still fulfills that magic needed me, I guess. That that sounds amazing. I, I cannot wait to uh, grab a copy of that for myself to check it out. So, well, let's uh, let's back up just a little bit. And uh, one of the things we were talking about before uh, we got started with the show was you are an interesting writer in that you are you're, you're actually blind. Now, as an, I, as an author, how how do you make this work? Well, I am. I'm coming from. Having good vision, having a car wreck, um, having all kinds of complications following the car wreck, and then losing my vision. I literally woke up one morning and I was blind. Mm-hmm. And it, it took me a few days actually to realize that, you know, I was rubbing my eyes and trying to figure out how come I was running into walls and, and couldn't see. And, you know, I kept thinking, oh, this is, this is going to go away. Mm-hmm. But, um, it didn't go away. And when I went to my eye doctor, um, you know, I went to see my doctor that gave me my glasses and he was just, he cried. He cried and he said, this is game over for you. And I was like, no, it ain't. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not done yet. But, um, I had to have a lot of surgery and a lot of work done on my eyes. I'm actually not blind like I was. I'm considered legally blind now. Mm-hmm. But, um, like with having my laptop, I have a very large, the largest screen you can get on a laptop. I have a 17 inch laptop and, um, I have to have the font blown up very big. I do have, you know, I'll show you what I have. Um, glasses one, glasses two. <laughs> I'm constantly having to switch glasses and, and move around. And I mean, it's, it's not, it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to write. It's not an easy thing to read. But I have to uh, keep adjusting the font, um, switch glasses. Um, it's just, 
it's just a matter of working around it and working with it. And, and um, praise God. I mean, he has, has brought the healing that I needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to do what I, what I, what I feel like I'm able to do to, uh, to be the blessing that I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And so, well, you yeah. know, so I, I just get around it. Mm-hmm. Just work around it. Yeah, and I mean, and you've done amazing with going through all that and writing your books at the same time. I mean, it's this is a really impressive uh, feat and a testimony to to your faith and and to your healing that you've got. So, well, tell us uh, tell us about uh, Legion of the Chosen, your your new series. Oh, bless your Legion. heart. <laughs> oh, and I'm I, I am crying, but my nose, I'm just. Everything is going on right now. Yeah. Um, Legion of the Chosen is um, it is a Christian um, supernatural paranormal fantasy book that is actually more geared towards young adults. Um, it's a little bit of a younger audience than I've written to before, but many of my fans and my readers love this. They, they, they read young adult and a lot of them are, you know, my age over 50. So, um, and I like it too. I've always liked the young adult stuff. So I, I'm having fun writing it and, um, I'm not done writing the series yet, but I of course am writing, done writing page. Um, anyway, Legion of the Chosen is an elite group of, of people, of, 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 teenagers who um, have a calling on their life. And that calling is um, that they are actually spiritual warriors. And there is a specific battle coming that they are supposed to take part in. And um, they each have a title and each has um, a specific calling or a special gift. You want to say a special gift. And a, a purpose that it was only their purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, just like, like, um, you know, yes, I'm evangelical. I'll just tell you right now. I, I, I'm from the evangelical faith and it, and it shows in all through my writing. So I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, anyway, each one of them has a special purpose that only they can fill. And they meet Zab. Now, Zab is Zab Keel. He's actually, um, a very, very old angel. He is, um, his full title is Zabkiel, the creation keeper, the ancient one. And he is, he's kind of a crabby angel, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here he has to start training the age girls. So imagine being an ancient creation keeper, and now he's in charge of three teenage girls. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a I feel, lot of. I feel his pain I, I've had so much fun with this. <laughs> I have had so much fun with Zab, and that's what they call him for short. I that character has just been so much fun for me because because you know I think everybody all of us have this cranky side of us you know like that if if you're like me and you're not a morning person you get up in the morning it's like man don't mess with me until I've had a cup of coffee that's Zab that's that. That's him, and and I I had a lot of fun playing with him. But yes, um, they get into some really interesting things, and um, 
all of the all of the stuff that you could imagine that a teenager would be going through, an older teenager would be going through, and thinking about college and all those things are coming through, but still yet they're going through my fantasy world, which I'm calling Shadow Valley. And of course it's based off of Psalms. The Psalms twenty four and my brain is not thinking right. But anyway, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Shadow Valley is my my fantasy world in this. Oh, okay. And so you get to kind of go through this whole new world mm-hmm. that um in the book it talks about how Shadow Valley really was created. And Shadow Valley was created when um Lucifer fell. And in the book, I call that as um, Lucifer fell, and that is the gate chasm between heaven and Hades. It is the the part of the world that cannot be crossed except by angels and now the ethereals, which are the region of the chosen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really, I think it's very interesting, and and it's just it's a place where time stops and where there's light and there's a dark and there's angelic and there's demonic. And it's in that, that kind of a fluid state, a fluid world, mm-hmm. if you will. Oh, wow. This sounds fascinating. And the first book is Paige and the second one is Kimberly. And then you said Nicole, uh, coming yes. in October. All right. Well, that, Man, all right. Well, this is awesome. I can't wait to check these out then. I have had a lot of fun talking with you today. Uh, Jen, tell the tell the fans, where can they find you? On Amazon. Just look up Jen Gentry. It's pretty easy to say and pretty easy to spell. <laughs> Go on Amazon, look up Jen Gentry, and all of my books will come up, and you'll find Paige and Kimberly and Nicole there. All right, fantastic. Are you any other uh, social media for people to follow you? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Jen Gentry's Books. So I'm pretty easy to find, pretty easy to follow. All right. Well, I'll make sure and put, uh, for everybody listening, we're going to have uh, links to all of these, uh, her, her Amazon and the, the social media. We'll have those on there so that way you can make sure to click the links and follow her. Jen, this has been amazing. This has been very special, and I, I can't wait to check out these books. And, uh yeah, I, I I wish you all the best. This has been... Thank you. You are an inspiration. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I, that's my goal, to be a blessing. So uh, it's always nice when I hear that. <laughs> well, I will, uh, I'm going to step aside and uh, hand the floor over to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have author Jen Gentry and her new book, Legion of the Chosen, Page. Legion of the Chosen, Page, Protector of the Chosen. Prologue. Zadkiel, creation keeper, the council calls you forth. The council host's voice rang out, echoing across the heavenly chambers of the eternal council. An old man dressed in a long tunic, with a sword strapped to his back, leaning on a long, intricately carved staff, stood from his seat. Zab had not been summoned to appear before the high council since the last world war. The only time Zab was ever called by the council was during times of war or disasters on a global scale. He wondered now coming war or natural disaster. Could it even be the second coming of the king? 
The host of the council escorted them into the great room of gleaming polished marble shot through with seams of pure gold. was a convening of the great beings of light, the archangels. Zab bowed low to show his respect and greeted the twelve seated before him, greeting servants of the Most High. Greetings, Zabkiel, creation keeper. The speaker for the council's voice sang out in a clear soprano, not unlike the tinkling of chimes. What is the bidding of the eternal council? Zab remained cordial and formal. There can be no more waiting, Zabkiel. The kingdom comes nigh. It is time to gather the legion of the chosen. Zab inwardly groaned. He had been expecting this, the war to end all wars, the natural disaster to end all natural disasters. His darkest days as the creation keeper were now upon him. This would be his greatest burden, his greatest triumph, if he could see it done. As the king of king wills, so be it. Zab again bowed low. Zab killed, this will be an arduous and dangerous journey. The dark ones also seek the chosen. It will take all the knowledge and skill you possess to train these children of the king. But it will also require patience and love. The sing-song voice made it sound all so perfect. Patience and love. If only he were a saint instead of an ancient. Yes, patience and love, I understand. Peace be with you on your journey. Peace be with you. Zab bowed yet again and left the chamber. Chapter 1, Page Black Goth Witch A blood-curdling scream pierced the darkness. Paige recognized names of someone she cared about. She just did not know who. She fumbled in the dark with her hand stretched out in front of her, trying to figure out where she was. She had no idea how she got here. She only knew that someone was in danger and they needed her help. Her hands brushed against cold metal. As she banged on the metal, a familiar rattle sounded. Lockers. She was standing in front of a row of lockers at the high school. More screams echoed out. I'm coming. Where are you? She waited to establish where the screams were coming from. I'm here, Paige. I'm in the bathroom. Please hurry. I don't know how long I can hold this monster off. Paige ran down the long, dark hall to the bathroom. Out of breath, she pushed the door open, and bright lights pierced her eyes, temporarily blinding her. When her vision cleared, she could see a girl in a in a ball with her hands up in the air. Paige watched as the girl screamed, and as if by some unseen force, the girl was pulled upward by her hair until she hung suspended in midair, kicking and screaming. Paige, it's right there. What are you waiting for? Kill it. At that moment, Paige realized she was looking at her nemesis, Nicole Slade. Beep, beep, beep. Paige sat straight up in her bed, gasping for air. She put a hand on her chest and willed her pounding heart to slow. She turned off the alarm on her cell phone, and for a minute she relived her dream. <sighs> yeah, that chance I'd save your stuck-up butt, Nicole Slade. And there you go. That was best-selling author Jen Gentry reading from Legion of the Chosen page. The book just came out August 17th, so you make sure to follow the links in the show notes. 
pick up a copy for yourself. I'm going to be doing the same thing. It sounds amazing. And what a lovely lady. Didn't I tell you? Check out her Amazon page. Follow her on social media. Uh, make sure that you are following the links for both upcoming events as well. We have Thoughtful Book Festival at the end of this month. And then at the first week of September is the Show Me Your Books KC. Both are amazing, amazing events. And I highly recommend them both. We'll also have the links on our social media pages. So make sure that you are liking and following us so you don't miss out. We'll see you again next week with another author, another story, and another sample chapter.